0: and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Let's get into some shout-outs. Sri from Thailand shared an awesome drawing from the Chicken Nugget Monstrosity series. That was so good, Shri. I think if you were a character on the podcast, you would be the mysterious good witch of the Southern Swamps, who goes around helping people and creatures who are lost or in danger in the Southern Swamps. Thanks for listening, Shree. Malachi from Australia has shared some awesome drawings and likes the stories. Great stuff, Malachi. I think if you were a character in the podcast, you would be Steve the Goblin King's long-lost brother, and you would be reunited deep within the depths of the Dark Mountain. Thanks for listening, Malachi. Today's episode is titled The Dangers of Reading, Part 2. Dylan and William began walking to the village in the distance, but they didn't get far. The sound of thundering hooves caught their attention, and they noticed three knights in armor riding right for them. They're coming right for us, said Dylan. Should we try and fight them? Um, no, said William. We should not. And before they had time for another thought, the knights were on them, towering above with their armor gently clanging and their horses snuffling. Welcome, visitors. The High Wizard requests your presence, said the lead knight. Uh, what for? asked Dylan, a bit apprehensive about these knights. You've come through the book, yes? said the knight. You've come through the book and the wizard requests a meeting with you. We'll help you up onto the horses, come on. The other two knights slid off their mounts and motioned for the boys to approach so they could hoist them up into their saddles. Dylan and William gave each other a look. They were encouraged by the fact that that these knights were asking for them to come to the castle and not just tying their hands together and taking them as prisoners. And they knew about the book, so maybe they could help them get back home. They grinned at each other and climbed on the horses. The lead knight led them to the castle. Their horses followed automatically while the other two knights were left to walk. Dylan and William were scared, but as they got closer and closer to the castle, excitement took over. All the people up near the castle made way for them and the knight on horseback. Everyone looked up at them as if they were royalty. The castle was massive up close, with a huge wall surrounding it and multiple towers stretching up to the clouds. They got inside and two other knights helped them down from their horses. They scrambled to catch up to the lead knight as he stomped up stone stairs. They marched higher and higher into the castle, and they all were huffing and puffing out of breath by the time they reached the top. The knight led them to a huge black door. He banged on the door, and his knocks boomed through the stone halls. Before someone inside opened the door, the knight pushed into the room, and the boys followed. They entered into a room that was obviously some kind of laboratory. There were fireplaces with bubbling cauldrons hung over the flames. Tables all around featured glass beakers and colored powders and crystals and all kinds of interesting things. There were many people in black robes who all turned and looked at the boys when they entered. Welcome, said one of the robed people. I'm Lennox, master wizard here at the castle. You must have come from one of the books, yes? Um, yeah, said Dylan. And I'm sure you're full of questions, just full of questions, said Lennox. But before we dig in, I want you to relax and eat, so save your questions while we finish up here in the lab. Our very capable apprentice, Colin will see you to your room and will make sure you're fed and comfortable. A young blonde girl about their age stepped out from behind the grown-up wizards and said, Hi, I'm Colin. Follow me. Dylan and William were no less confused than before, but they followed Colin down to a simple bedroom. This will be your room for a few days, said Colin. Kitchen staff will bring you some food in just a minute. In the meantime, maybe I can answer any questions you have. Um, like, what is everything? asked William. Yeah, you gotta tell us everything about the book in this place, and those wizards, and how do we get back home?" asked Dylan. Well, our wizards made a bunch of those books, and they slip them through a little portal, out to other worlds like yours, Colin began. Then, when people read the books, they're teleported here. Dylan and William would have normally interrupted here, to demand to know why they rip people from their own worlds. But some food had been brought in, and they suddenly found themselves famished. They scarfed down fresh-baked rolls and a thick meaty stew, while Kalin continued. Our wizards discovered that we can make tremendous technological advances by bringing people here from other worlds, and having them share their knowledge with us. Like, a a while ago, there were these spacefaring people who showed us how to transmute granite into gold. And these other people who came here through the book told us how to make our armor stronger and lighter by using a new smelting process, our kingdom has become a wealthy hub of innovation ever since the books were sent out to other worlds." The brothers had quickly finished their meal, and now Dylan asked, "'But how do we get back home?' "'Oh, well, I don't really know that part yet,' said Kalin. "'I'm just an apprentice still. I've been studying and working with the wizards for years now, though. Eventually I'll figure out how they send the visitors back home.'" For the next few days Dylan and William were studied by the wizards, and Kalin was their guide. She showed them all around the castle and answered any questions as best she could. They ate their meals together and they played together. Colin showed them the magic she had learned during her apprenticeship, and the three became good friends. The head wizards interviewed Dylan and William for days, learning as much as they could about their world. They looked through William's backpack and examined the boys' pocket knives. The brothers didn't have too much useful information for the wizards. They shared details mostly about candy and video games about Fun Dip and Double Stuff Oreos and Peanut Butter Cups and Cake and Ice Cream and Minecraft and Zelda and Super Smash Brothers and the Wizards, as you might imagine, did not really have need for information about candy and video games. So eventually the Wizards had exhausted their questioning and set to bid farewell to Dylan and William. Well, my young travelers, it seems as though our time has come to an end, said Lennox. I've enjoyed hearing tales of your land, and I'm glad that I now know how to defeat the Lionels in Breath of the Wild, even though I doubt I'll ever play that game. I'm sure you're eager to get home, so Colin will take you where you need to go. Lennox smiled wide and shook hands with Dylan and William. They were pretty proud of themselves, being teleported against their will to a strange new land, and now they were headed back home without so much as a scratch. Go gather your things from your room, and Colin will escort you away soon, Lennox said. Dylan and William left the room and Lennox turned to Colin with instructions. My young apprentice Colin, I want you to escort our most recent guests to the granite mines and then return here right away, Lennox said. Be quick about it. Colin was confused. The granite mines were just that. Granite mines. Miners dug into the earth in huge caves and dug out chunks of granite. It was hard work. She did not understand how this would get the boys home. Is there a secret portal there that I should deliver them to? Kalin asked. Or another group of wizards there that'll send them home? There are no secret portals, Kalin, said Lennox. Our new visitors will work the mines for us. Ever since we learned how to transmute granite into gold, we've needed more help in the mines. And our visitors from the book are perfect candidates. Take them to the mines and return at once. A whole rush of emotions and ideas washed over Kalin now. She wondered how many other visitors had been sent to the mines and made to work there instead of being sent back to their homes. For years, she had been taught by these wizards, following their instructions, and now she learns that they're just... just evil? Keeping people prisoners to do hard labor? She imagined what it would be like if she were pulled to a strange new world and was never able to return. She pictured Dylan and William pushing the heavy granite carts and driving pickaxes into the ground for twelve hours a day, seven days a week. And how long would they toil here? For the rest of their lives? To never see their friends and family again? Kalin couldn't do it. She just couldn't do it. And she couldn't let it be done to anyone else either. Before she could act against this injustice, Dylan and William stepped into the laboratory room with what few things they had. Okay, we're ready to go home, said William, a big smile on him and his brother's face. They're not taking you home, guys, said Kalin. They're sending you to the mines to work forever and never go home. We got to make a break for it. Lennox and the other wizards instantly grew furious. They dashed for the kids, but Kalin threw something to the ground that exploded into a cloud of thick gray smoke. The smoke filled the room, and instead of rushing out into the halls, Kalin pulled Dylan and William under a nearby table. The wizards, all assuming the kids had run away out into the hall, rushed out of the room, yelling for the guards. When the room was empty, Colin pulled the brothers up from under the table. You guys have to trust me, said Kalin. Trust you? Why didn't you tell us they were going to send us to the mines and never let us go home? Dylan demanded. I didn't know. I just found out, said Kalin. But there's no time right now. You have to trust me, okay? It's the only chance you've got. Kalin frantically pulled open drawers and sorted through items on tables until she found what she was looking for. She stuffed papers and pens into William's backpack, and then handed each of them a light blue-colored crystal about the size of a cherry. Eat it, said Colin. No, said the brothers in unison. Colin popped one in her mouth and crunched it up. It'll make you able to fly. You eat it and we fly out of here. You don't eat it? Get captured by the guards and mine granite for the rest of your lives. The yelling of guards and wizards echoed through the stone halls of the castle, and Dylan and William understood the urgency of the situation. They each popped a crystal into their mouths, crunched it up, and swallowed. It tasted like nothing at all, really. Kalin then ran over to one of the bubbling cauldrons and dumped in a bunch of colorful powders. Okay, 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 we gotta go now, come on, Kalin said, just before she leaped out of a window. Dylan and William both gasped and rushed to the window ledge to look out. They expected to see poor Colin tumbling to the ground, but instead, they saw her soaring through the air. It's going to blow! Come on! she yelled. They looked back at the boiling cauldron, and it was beginning to rumble and shake and foam over, and so the brothers leaped out the window and fell a few feet before their bodies were magically lifted up into the air, and they discovered that they could easily direct themselves, and they flew to Colin, who turned and zipped up and away from the castle. A huge explosion rocked the entire castle then as the wizard's tower erupted in a spray of flames and stone. The brothers looked back to see the entire top level of the tower was gone. As Dylan and William tried keeping up with Colin, William noticed someone down below them on the ground. Oh hey, it's Bridget, he said. Dylan looked down and they saw their older sister looking back up at them, in the same field where they first appeared after being sucked into the book. Dylan and William landed near Bridget, and Colin noticed they had stopped, so she flew back around to see what was keeping them. "'Hey, Bridget, what are you doing here?' William asked. "'What am I doing here? What are you doing here?' said Bridget. "'I was outside looking for you two, and there was this book on the ground, and I read it, and just got sucked into it, and—and and are you flying?' "'Totally,' said Dylan.' We ate some flying crystals from Kalin, but right now we're being chased by these bad wizards and probably knights who want to send us to the granite mines forever, but right now maybe isn't the best time to get into it, you know. We should get out of here. Kalin handed Bridget a crystal. Her brothers nodded. She ate it, and they all flew off, away from the castle. The end. Thanks for listening, friends. The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. Send all your drawings and things to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios!